0: Hi everybody, welcome to the Women's Dating and Confidence podcast. My name is Amber, and today I'm so excited to share this episode with you where I interviewed my client about her experience joining the program a few months ago and going from dating to exclusive using the tools from the program. If you can identify with the feeling of being too much, too successful, too strong, too big of a personality to find somebody that you really connect with and to create a relationship, then this episode is for you because that's exactly where Melissa was a few months ago. We also talk about letting go of the wrong guys and how to find the right guys and so much more. So I can't wait to dig into that with you. Also, as you are listening to this episode, if you're listening right when it comes out, We are one week away from enrolling for the next coaching program from Dating to Exclusive. So there's so much more that I can say about that. We cover a lot of it also in this episode with Melissa. Um, So definitely stay tuned for that. She talks about the specific shifts that she had, which parts of the course she used, and how it was perfect for her type A personality to have a process to follow in dating, so you'll learn a lot about it in this episode, but also make sure that you check out the link in the show notes where you can get on the wait list and make sure that you can have first access to joining the program and also get a discount for being on the wait list once you join so you can get the early bird pricing. Definitely don't miss this round. It's going to be the best one yet. We are having such a great time in the group and I cannot wait for you to join. And if you haven't already, there's also a link in the show notes for my free guide called Copy and Paste Texts for when he's pulling away or acting flaky. So the link is in the show notes. Check that out as well if you haven't already gotten it. Super useful eight-page guide with everything that you need to know about those situations. All right, let's dive into the interview. Thank you so much, Melissa, for joining me on today's episode of the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here. Thanks, Amber. I'm happy to be here. So tell me a little bit about where you first started. What was the state of your mindset and your dating life four months ago when you joined the program?
1: So four months ago, I was already listening to your podcasts. I was already in the mindset of Whatever it takes to meet him, to like meet my person, I'll do it because I have done, I mean, I'm 37 years old. I had done years of dating the wrong kind of guys, giving opportunities to the wrong kind of guys. I've, I've had my practice. And so I just got to the point where I had kind of had enough and I was really ready. Yeah. Um, And so I was already there. That shift had already like occurred on a cellular level inside me, but I was still frustrated because I still was telling myself things like, you know, I'm too much, I'm too much for some guys. Maybe my, you know, my personality could be too big or I make too much money or I'm too independent. So I had all of this stuff that I kept telling myself that would kind of make me want to shrink myself down when I would meet a guy and not really show my fullest expression of who, who I was or be authentic with them or even be vulnerable. I, I honestly didn't even know what vulnerability felt like in my twenties. So to now be where I am now and be able to access that emotional connection with someone, <laughs> you know, that's a over a decade of work. So, but the four months, yeah, it was it four months ago. I was just, I was feeling lost because I didn't know what I was doing wrong, but I was willing to do whatever it took. I just needed somebody to kind of hold my hand through the process of, of, you know, listening to men when they showed me who they are or trying new things and experimenting a little bit and getting to know people during dating. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And one thing that I remember from our first call as well is that you said that, you felt pretty anxious in dating. And that was one of your goals in addition to actually creating a relationship is like reducing the anxiety.
1: Yes. I would get anxious at like the monthly milestones because I'd have this countdown in my head where I'd be going on dates with a guy for a month. And then it's like, oh my gosh, it's been a month. Is it still going to happen? Are we going to make it past the month? Because nothing really ever was progressing past three months. Mm -hmm. And I was doing things like, you know, I'm that girl who slept with guys way too quickly. (laughs) And so then if I did that and I didn't really like the way they were communicating with me or not communicating with me enough after, I get really uncomfortable in like in my whatever ship with them, whether it was a situation ship, a relationship, a courtship, a sex ship, I don't know. But I was just, I was getting anxious Every time there was a milestone or any time there was like some sort of shift where he might have been pulling away um, or if he was having a bad day, I didn't know how to kind of just let him have it be about him and not make it about me. So I was sensitive to those kind of energetic shifts that would go on between two people.
0: Yeah. So let's talk about one of the first breakthroughs that you had, which was when you looked at the wellness curriculum in the online course so
1: tell us a little bit about what you learned there okay so i mean for you know when we first started four months ago i had spent the last couple of years you know it was the pandemic my father passed away i sold my business i just wanted to kind of quiet my life and make room for a relationship so for the last couple of years i was literally just dating like it was my job but also just waiting around for a guy to find me that my guy to find me and I wasn't I mean I was trying things like I was trying different hobbies because I was such a workaholic and I never made time for hobbies so I was trying to figure out what my hobbies were I was trying to figure out you know how do I want to s- spend my time in the future because I have done one kind of business do I want to do that again or do I start something completely different but I just had I created this massive space for relationships and I think I put a lot of pressure on myself to to like make this thing up in my head where it's like, well, you never had relationships before because you were so busy. So now's the time to open up that space. And instead of like, you know, really, I don't, I I don't know how to say it because it all kind of fell into place. Like timing was perfect. Mm -hmm. And when I was, you you had given um, the extra mindset mindset shift like curriculum it's a whole program that you give for free as part of like our dating coaching program but i just willy-nilly picked up the wellness curriculum material first and i started reading it and i'm very like you know i'm a type i'm an executive i'm like a go getter, a very masculine energy that way. So I'm reading this, and I'm like, God, what have I been doing? I want to go to grad school. I want to buy a place in New York. I want to make moves. I want to do all these things. What the hell am I sitting around waiting for? Like, and it just kind of clicked. So I applied. I got in, and I started dating in New York before I even <laughs> like I switched my Bumble location to to New York uh, from here in Miami and. And things have just fallen into place really nicely. But it was, I mean, I I literally met the guy that I'm now exclusively dating on my first trip up to New York to look for condos. That's how everything just kind of, it it just like was the timing was just ridiculously magical because I buckled down, I focused on my wellness. And then the, the next thing that happens, this wonderful man entered my life.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's really interesting because there is this idea out there of like, from manifestation that if you want a boyfriend, you need to clear out a drawer in your closet for his stuff. You need to like schedule the time to be free for this relationship. But actually once you're in that relationship, that's part of the amazing thing about it is that it like fills up your time, right? So creating this emptiness is not actually like the same as the experience that you would have once you're with that person. So it doesn't really make sense to create like more emptiness, more lack in your life, less pursuit of things that make you passionate and fulfilled to be ready for this person, but rather to like be that expressed version of yourself. And then you're much more likely to come across that person.
1: Uh, yeah, it was, that's crazy. I mean, it was crazy, the timing and spot on. I mean, I had a lot of space and I was feeling frustrated and lonely and all of those things, I had never really, I mean, I've been single pretty much my entire adult life. I've had short stints of relationships and I ha- I was in a three-year on and off unhealthy relationship in my 20s, but I had to learn the lessons that, you know, some 20-year-old 20, 20 year old women have to learn. Yeah. Um in that kind of a relationship. Oh, my cat is very talkative. Sorry oh, about that. Okay. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I mean, I I've been single the majority of my of my life and I had never really felt lonely. But then once I created that space, I actually knew what loneliness felt like. And it was lonelier the more I was creating the space to have the relationship. So yeah. Yeah,
0: so let's talk a little bit about those standards. So, one thing that you really learned during the time together was trusting yourself and raising your standards. So, what did that look like before with the kinds of connections you were having and then what was the shift that you made? Um,
1: well, the uh, the one example is so yeah, you know, I come from a background where my father started a business and he worked a lot. And so I don't have like anxiety around men. I do a little. I mean, we all do, right? But if a man has to work a lot, that's already what I'm conditioned to think is normal. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was normal that when a guy first started getting to know me and we were dating, I thought it would be totally normal for him to see me like once every three weeks or even once a month. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, it's fine. He's busy. He's working. And I'm cool with it. Yeah but it's like no if a man wants to be with me he shows up and he's there because he wants to spend his time with me and he will make time for me so some of it was you know un unraveling the things that i had taught myself were normal when you first start dating somebody like it is it's not okay for somebody to spend only once a you know one date a month with me and then i i'm still like for some reason thinking it's okay to have sex with him. And like, that's some kind of relationship. I mean, so the amount of time that they were investing in me, that was a very low standard I had. (laughs) So yeah, I changed that. And, um, and I think also just listening to, I have a, I, I love my intuition. It has served me very well in this life. And one of the things that I had been doing, um, Up until you know four months ago and then working on dwindling it down during our four months together was listening to myself and trusting my gut that if a guy didn't feel like he was a right fit for me to stop stops wasting my time and continuing to see him like it's it's okay that I don't feel like I'm a fit with somebody I don't have to keep giving somebody a chance who already doesn't feel like a good fit like what why do I do that why
0: Well, why yeah. did you do that? Because I think you had some strong outside influences that were leading to that as well.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, it's like my, it's my mother. <laughs> she she would tell me I'm too picky. She'd tell me my standards were too high and she would tell me that I need to be open to a guy and maybe he's going to look differently than how I, I think he would not physically look, but like his character traits would, could be different than how I'm perceiving them to be. But Um, My standards are not too high, my needs about the type of partner that will be compatible with me is they're my needs, like they're valid. I know I can't be with a certain type of man because that type of man could drive me nuts and make me a worse version of myself. And then there's a type of guy who would really support me in how we share and do life together. Yeah. And so I think that's the distinction is you know my mom was looking at me like I was a 14 year old and, and even though I'm you know almost 40 she's like you're 14 what do you know like be open minded you never know and and she wasn't really understanding that I'm actually looking for true compatibility in a partner so I I also didn't know how to communicate that to her so I'd listen to her mm-hmm. and I I dated some real world class losers <laughs> because I listen to a lot of outside information. And then, you know, you have my, my girlfriends too. They, they don't mean any harm, but oftentimes they'll project their stuff onto me. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of quiet the feedback loop in my life. Yeah. And just, just listen to myself more.
0: Yeah, that's something I hear all the time. Oh. Um, not only from parents, but the feedback that we get from friends as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that I always tell people is you need to stop talking to them about your dating life. Like stop inviting that in for you to then get triggered for you to then have to like work through all of that. It's super distracting from like focusing on the five elements and focusing on meeting your person and like taking the steps that, you know, will lead to that result. Um, So I'm really glad that you were able to make that distinction. And also, yeah, the standard that we have in the group is a date per week. Right, so not only in terms of like you going on a date per week, but also if you're dating somebody, it needs to be easy to see them once per week. So that automatically weeded out all of those guys.
1: Yeah,
0: (laughs) (laughs) able to meet that standard.
1: Yeah, there's like a handful of them four months ago. They none of them made the cut. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And so you also mentioned
0: that one thing that came up for you was the thought and feeling of being too much
1: so why do you think that was coming up um i mean i'm a high earner um and uh and i have a big personality i mean i'm i'm probably pretty calm right now (laughs) all things considered but yeah i mean i i have a i'm i've been told i'm a presence when i walk in a room and i don't mean to be i'm four foot ten i'm like nothing but you know i have i have that ability to you know put my feet somewhere and stand on my feet and have a conversation and not be afraid to say what i think or what i feel in a very respectful way to people around me but i i was just taught at a young age to advocate for myself when i was taught at a young age to use my voice and um, and it served me extraordinarily well in business but in relationships with men i felt like you know i was never I wasn't I wasn't soft, I wasn't feminine. I you know, I just felt like that was the issue with my way of communicating for many years. Um but also just the too muchness, it I've ha- I had friends tell me literally. They they've said to me they're like, well, you know, it was hard for me to meet a guy like It's going to be even harder for you just because look at how you live and how much money you make and all of those things. And so constantly hearing messages like that and you and I had a conversation about it and you had said, well, wait, don't you see other women that have a lot and that, you know, could be seen as quote unquote a lot and they have a family and they have husbands. And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah. You're like, so it's possible that you're yeah. you're just you're cooked just right and you're not too much, and other women like you have that, so you can have that too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that that helped put things into perspective as well.
0: Yeah. And I'm not sure if you like fully took this on, but I do remember one thing that I mentioned to you as well is like you're not too masculine. Like, even just like take that out of your vocabulary because that's right. a story about yourself and women are just like taught to categorize certain things as like i'm being masculine and then what that leads to is like trying to prove we're not or like oh, which comes off even more like <laughs> hardcore yeah <laughs> exactly so um i'm curious do you still see yourself in that way or no
1: no I, I i can flex both like in certain environments i can wear the hat you know the more like firm kind of Mm, the, for, I don't know, the, the more masculine energy. And like I said, in the past, it's benefited me extremely well in business. But I think the reality is that, you know, modern women now are both, we have to be, we probably always were in some capacity, but it was frowned upon in society to exercise a little bit more of the masculine side. And now I think, I think there's just, it's, there's so much of both going on all the time that it's almost silly to say, Yeah. I I can be masculine at work and I can be feminine at home. It's like, no, I'm both all the time. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah. I think there were some shifts, especially in being vulnerable with Mm -hmm. a man that I had to be able to access. And I couldn't even access those without wrapping my head around the concept of masculine and feminine so that was more just like one foot in front of the other stepping stone lesson that i had to learn is like okay there's masculine energy and feminine energy and you know to be able to be open with somebody and to be soft and let them in you know it's it's not what you do in an office Mm -hmm. but you can do it in your personal life and it's not going to, you know, it's not going to hurt you. And I was just so afraid of doing it anywhere at any point in my life. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your connection now. So how long have you two been dating? Okay.
1: So it's still really new, (laughs) Uh, but we're coming up on uh, like almost two months coming, coming up. I mean, we started talking almost two months ago, but he was extraordinarily consistent from day one. I mean, on Bumble, you're you know, women we we message first. He made the first move because he he extended the connection before I even messaged him. Um, his first message was so so high value. It was wonderful, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah he's just set. he has been a man of his word and he backs it up with his actions since the very first conversation we've had so when you and i spoke four years ago on the very first call that we had before the program started you talked about one day a week you talked about consistency and and this guy has is the example of of consistency and I'm just so relieved that I'm able to <laughs> recognize it because maybe other guys have shown up that way, and I and I wasn't able to even, you know, acknowledge it before, or maybe I never gave them a chance because maybe I would, you know, do something that would take an opportunity away from them to show me consistency. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, yeah, it's new. He's wonderful. I'm so you know excited to keep getting to know him and to keep learning, uh, about how we are together and who we are, you know, as individuals and what we want to be in the future. It's, it's really nice.
0: Ah, and tell me a little bit about the first time when you did, uh, allow yourself to be a little bit more vulnerable with him.
1: What was that? Uh, for you? He was like the best support system I could have asked for. I mean, he's, very pragmatic and level-headed, but he was also, you know, it's like, I was in a very vulnerable state. I was, I was crying, but not like hysterically, but you know, I was going through a hard time in my family life and I was sharing with him what was going on. And he met me at the level that I needed him to meet me. He was gentle with me. He was there. He said really wonderful, supportive words. And, and, you know, he kind of like he, he felt like a support system in the sense that I felt like I had someone in my corner mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have ever known that he could be in my corner that quickly had I not allowed myself to like share with him. And I was really afraid to share because I thought me crying even a little a bit or me sharing the messy parts of my life would like push a guy away. Yeah. But he he thanked me for being able to talk to him about this kind of stuff. And he said, I'm, you know, he verbatim. I'm so glad that you can talk to me about these, these kinds of things.
0: Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So nice. So tell me a little bit about the transition from dating to exclusive with him in particular. Like, how did that happen?
1: Um, he, I lucked out cause he initiated everything, but if I'm going to be honest, I need and want and deserve a man for me, like me personally, who will initiate things because I want a man who is has a very strong sense of self because if he doesn't know who he is, what he wants and how to communicate them, I, I'm, I'm going to walk all over him. Mm-hmm. So I need a very strong man. And that's just me personally. I don't think I'd have any issue initiating a conversation with him about exclusivity or taking the next step in any part of life um but to for every milestone he's been the one to initiate it thus far and i'm sure there will be some in the future that i i'm gonna have to initiate but you know just him showing up that way makes me feel like it i'm safe to do it too Mm -hmm. because he's he's already creating that space with me that like it's okay to to say what's on your mind and talk to him about stuff. And, you know, that's what part of being a partner is. Yeah. It's giving the other person the opportunity to like, you know, I mean, that's what we, that's what we are doing when we're communicating needs is we're giving each other the opportunity to respond to them and be there for each other.
0: Yeah. And I think that's really hard to do when we feel anxious because Mm -hmm. we don't want to give the person that space because what if they fall short? What if they don't meet our need or don't respond to it? So we just fill that space, right? And that's when we start to overwater.
1: Yeah. No, and it, I mean, after Memorial Day weekend, which just happened, you know, he came to Miami and we spent the weekend together. And, um, you know, we were both feeling needy afterwards because he went back to New York and I'm here in Miami and we had had 24-7 time with each other. and having that void it's like I I hadn't had the void of him for it's like for four days or something like he was like my drug and I was his drug and and it was so lovely but it was healthy this was not like unhealthy drug use (laughs) but it it just like we almost didn't know what how to be and then we started second guessing some things that we said or you know think overthinking some things that that we had said or done both of us were doing it because i could see on his side he sent me a message and he's he you know he just asked me like hey are you know you said you were thinking about me a lot today were they good or bad thoughts <laughs> and i'm like oh he's feeling just as needy as i'm feeling right now um so it's anxiety it, it is i was anxiety ridden with that neediness feeling for sure like that that happens even when I'm not initiating a conversation that just is part of the process sometimes when it's a new experience that you're, you're feeling. Yeah. And you're
0: learning to trust each other through Thanks. those experiences. Exactly. Yeah. And so one thing that I also wrote down was in our first call, you had the goal to create a relationship by November 28th.
1: <laughs> Talk about type A. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm upping that now. Like, I'm going to get engaged by November 28th. Oh, shit. Yeah, girl. (laughs) I love it. So what was the thinking behind that at the time? It has some... I mean, first of all, like, I'm ready. She ready for, like, the relationship. You know, I'm, I'm ready to have a partnership with somebody and share a life. So... That was the first thing, is I've never felt ready in my bones the way that I do now. So for me to set the date of November 28th, it's like, okay, I know I can set the date and because I know I'm ready for it. But the second part of it is that it has some significance in my family. Um, a couple of family members that's like their anniversary. And it was just, I don't know, it just popped into my head. I'm like, November 28th, it's nice round numbers. And uh, it's Thanksgiving time, which was my dad's favorite holiday, and it's also my mom and my dad's anniversary as well. So it's just, it just felt like a nice milestone. I mean, if it doesn't happen by then or no big deal, but I, I liked to at least, if that was the steak I was going to put in the ground, I was going to put it there.
0: Yeah, I love it. And
1: we're a little bit ahead of schedule in June, but <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're good. I'd rather be ahead of schedule and well, who who doesn't like being ahead of schedule, right? Yeah. yeah. So, thank you so much for sharing all of this. I think
0: these are amazing tips for everybody to hear. And is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners of the podcast or maybe just thinking of your past self just 4 months ago, what would she really need to hear?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I mean, I think I think a lot of, well, in all honesty, you know, this is my, and I've told you this before, but this is my second dating coaching program that I've taken. And uh, sometimes some, you know, it's, I think it's okay to need and want the extra help and the guidance. And I think, you know, especially in today's world and how we date and there's a lot of disconnection when we're trying to create connections. I mean, the whole notion of ghosting, that's a new thing. And that's just a full on disconnect out of nowhere when we're so connected to our devices and everything. Mm-hmm. And you should be able to communicate nonstop. I, I, and just the nature of online dating and all the shifts that we've, we all have to deal with in modern dating. I don't think, nor do I want there to be a stigma around asking for help and how to date. I mean, people ask me all the time, how are you single? That's the num- they meet me, they ask me, are you single? Are you seeing somebody? I say, no, I'm single. I'm there. How? How is someone like you single? I mean, I don't know the answer to that question, but it's the number one asked question. And I think if people are asking us questions like that, we shouldn't be afraid to go get our answers somehow. And sometimes getting our answers, it helps to just have a guiding light with us. And so I think, you know, if I was listening to this four months ago, not like I needed much encouragement because your content was so great with podcasts and the other women that would come on and talk about how they were in relationships, um, that all of that stuff, all of the things I heard made me, you know, want to sign up. It was an easy, (laughs) easy thing for me to do. But if someone is struggling with, just admitting to themselves that maybe they'd like to have some help or maybe they could use some help. It's like, just, just get the help. Like it's sign up. It's one, it's great. And there's other women in the group that are going through the same thing. And, um, yeah, it's the, the curriculum that you have, Amber is so easy to digest. And as long as you just use that Especially for a type A person, it's going to be very easy for them to get. <laughs> but if you follow the curriculum and you do the work, it's things will naturally fall into place and you're just going to be wondering, like, why didn't I do this sooner? Like, if I had found this in my 20s, I probably wouldn't have spent, you know, a decade of my life single, like straight up single. So this is coming from a woman who has not had a proper healthy adult relationship ever. And now here I am in an incredibly healthy, emotionally, you know, emotionally supportive relationship with a wonderful man. Yeah. That was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like I
0: rambled on and yeah, I felt like I I I just gabbled. (laughs) Yeah. No, I love that because nobody ever taught us how to date. It's totally okay to spend 30K learning how to be an accountant yeah it's totally fine to get an english degree for the same amount like we feel like it's okay to invest in these other areas of knowledge but our relationships are like a core piece of our happiness in life yeah but we're just supposed to know how to do that already
1: it's insane especially with how everything has changed we don't know how to do anything and that's okay
0: Yes. Yeah, so thank you so much for coming on today and sharing all this amazing wisdom. I'm so excited for you and I can't wait to see where, where you are by November 20. <laughs> Yay.
1: Me too. Thank you so much for everything. You've been, I mean, you have been a huge night. You heard me on this podcast, on, on this, on this video recording, you've been a huge shift for me. You've cultivated that. So thank you.